Yes, joining me today is one of the best artists in the last five years coming out of Australian country scene, Fanny Lampton is joining me. How are you doing this morning? Hello, how are you going? I'm doing, I'm doing very good and um, congratulations on the new album. Thank you very much. As you... Thanks. Yeah, go on. No, 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 you're right. Oh, cool. I was just going to say, um, we were talking before the interview that um, it was a bit of a bumpy road for you with the interview. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Um, the, the album, we've, you know, you work on an album and uh, for years leading up to its release and kind of put, you know, blood, sweat and tears and many, many sleepless nights and everything well, we do, everything I have basically into the release of this album and then... The day it was released was March 13, which was the day pretty much everything for the music industry got cancelled for the rest of the year. So it was um, wasn't a great start, but um, you know, it, it came out with different kind of um, you know different kind of silver linings, and um, we've we had to just immediately flip the campaign to kind of everything online and doing from home. But um, um, as I did mention, we we live um, on a farm in the Snowy Mountains, on the western side of the Snowy Mountains. So we live in a very beautiful spot, and I um, I feel very fortunate to have been hauled up here with my family um, for the time. So, you know, ups and downs. Yeah, ups and downs. And, I mean, that's a hard one because, you know, it's not like you had the album out for at least a few more months where you could have done a few singles and done a little tour. You couldn't even do that. You just got... No, exactly right. Luckily, we had been touring full on, like, with the Country Halls tour had just finished. Um, and, like, the, so we had been on tour leading up to the release. And then um, we actually got... we. Lo- just got to fit in we did a big album launch um here in the tumor valley because earlier and it's been a fairly big year um for this part of the world because yeah. uh in january yeah we were um, yeah. we live right where the mega fire joined so yeah. we um we spent the summer fighting fires and you know kind of that was very full-on for this area so for the launch we um we uh put on a big fundraiser gig at the rec reserve and had a you know an outdoor stage and we had um it was just before the 500 limit came in, and um, so we had we had 600, and we had to call it quits. Like no more people, <laughs> that's it. And um, we we slipped it in right before, but it was really important to this area to be able to come together. Yeah. You know, after the summer that was, and I'm so glad we did. It was an incredible night. It was just so beautiful, and we donated all of the ticket money to the um, bushfire recovery fund for the area. And oh. um, I've been watching, like it actually, you know because I live in the valley um, and I'm part of the committee for the Bushfire Recovery Fund, I've actually then seen the money. You know, this week we had this um, scrap metal um, teams come in and help people rip down, like, you know, old sheds and houses and stuff that had burnt and, you know, that money went to helping that happen and helping people buy stock feed and, you know, I'm able to watch the actually, you know, the money actually work. So I suppose that's been another benefit of being home. I've been able to... Um, you know, connect with my community a little bit more, even though if it's been mildly distanced. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it, that was such a long time ago. Though. I mean, those those horrendous <laughs> bushfires. I mean, I think even though I, I must admit, all of Australia basically forgot because we went to this new sort of national crisis. Yeah, next crisis. Well, yeah, this area's kind of had it had it both, but. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty shocking place to live in January, but then yeah. it turned out to be a pretty amazing place to live for COVID. So, you know, we got a little bit there. You, you did get a little bit. So, obviously, um, the new album drops right at COVID and having to move everything online. What was the difficulties? Obviously, 
you know, as a country artist, you want to tour, you want to promote your songs, you want to go to those regional shows. How difficult was it for you on a personal note to, I guess, move everything to online? Um, practically, um, obviously, it was it was pretty challenging. We um, yeah. we actually made a horse float um, called the Fanny Float um, back in January where we, we built a cinema, like a mini cinema, mini theatre inside a horse float, and we took it up to Tamworth, and we'd been taking it to places, and um, how it worked is people go in and they put on headphones and they got to watch this five-minute cinematic trailer of the record that we made that's like a lot of footage from around here and really beautiful kind of stuff. Um, and so we'd been taking that to places and we had some launches all booked um where we would take like you know we were meant to go down to melbourne to a big food truck um kind of fair they have there and set it up and do some live shows out of the back of the horse float and then have people coming in so we had a bunch of them that we just couldn't you just couldn't do it like we just had to cancel them um and we did so we did some online gigs um to kind of make up for it but um you know on a personal note it was you know it was a was a bit of a blow because just because we i don't know i put like I obsess over every single detail of the record um, from, you know, what fonts we use to, like, every single musical decision to how what the marketing rollout is to the gigs to every single thing, um, you know, I am all over. And so having to just, like, watch all that hard work go was, um, was you know, it was really sad. But at the same time, I knew it was absolutely necessary. It wasn't a question of whether we would change it. So... Yeah. And then, yeah, we just kind of moved it all online and I had I really great support, my family and my husband and I worked together um, on everything. So um, I was really, you know, we were able to do that together. So, you know, I, I feel kind of lucky in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously you get to do something new that I think all artists probably would have not predicted they would have done, you know, ever maybe, which is uh, do live shows from their homes. Was that something that you know, you were in favour of doing or is that something you think you'll do more in the future and do you think it's an avenue for musicians to do more in the future or do you think as soon as you can get back on the road, it'll be back on the road again? We have um, always kind of done a little bit of the live stuff um, online but not a huge amount. Um, we will be, we, we did them kind of every week for the first six weeks of the record and then like, we've had a bit of a break. We've yeah. done a couple of festivals, you know, we've gone to some studios and done some online streaming festivals and stuff like that, which has been great. I think we will definitely keep incorporating it into our um, world, especially at the moment for kind of, you know, more international stuff. You know, we're not going to be able to get overseas for a little bit mm. and we were hoping to kind of, you know, start entering those markets a little more. So, you know, there's definitely benefits there, but as soon as we can physically get back out, um, we've rescheduled our tour. So we had a big, um, uh, you know, our biggest tour kind of in terms of, you know, venue sizes and stuff booked for May. Um, so we were doing a theatre tour and so we've now rebooked that for um november mm. and so that's all on sale for november now so um you know we're kind of focusing on that but you know as soon as we're allowed to kind of get back out with our you know we might take the fanny float back out and do some um really special little shows and start some different kind of shows and you know it, i think you know when restrictions are put on people it's when people become the most creative and um so yeah we'll just see what we can make up no, absolutely. I think actually you're the first artist I've spoken to that have actually got dates booked in. I mean, that's that's a in today's world that's that's kind of unique. I mean, we it's a yeah. moving cycle. So was it was? I know. Is this? That's the thing. Is this is a definite or is this like November's the best we can do at this moment? But it is subject to change, obviously. Oh yeah, of course it's subject to change if things do change. But they're all on sale right now. Yeah. Like they've 
all the shows are booked in, they're on sale, like people can buy tickets, um, we've been adding more dates um, and we're pretty, you know, pretty hopeful and look if everything, you know, changes again and we get to November and it's just not possible, then we'll just honour everybody's tickets and change them over until yeah. a different date. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that all the wonderful states except for Western Australia, which is okay, we get it. Pardon? You got all the wonderful places, you don't have WA anywhere, I can't see. I oh, know, because we're definitely coming over there again. We're... Um, yeah, we had planned to be over there actually these months, like right now, yeah. in June. Um, so we were meant to be over doing a tour, which we hadn't announced yet, but um, and coming over for a festival as well. However, we are going to, we're opening up tomorrow the Country Halls tour applications, and we have a lot of WA dates that have, um, they have applied, so we are definitely bringing on the country halls tour to wa next year um so hopefully around this time next year we'll be um spending a bit of time you know a few weeks uh traveling around and playing shows so if we can get over there before maybe you know as a two-piece yeah. or something like that we will as well yeah i would probably say 2021 as well i think uh, our rest australian government's pretty strict at the moment uh, yeah. Even on our own Western Australians. So, yeah, the, the likelihood of you going anywhere in WA is very slim. Probably like, not going to happen. No, nope, no. Nope. Well, let's all, um, let's all hold it up and uh, we'll do it next year for sure. I am itching to get over there, so. No, I think everyone in Western Australia would be absolutely honoured to have you over there because you've got a new album which is absolutely epic. The new single, Fierce, I want to talk to you about, obviously, because that's why you're here. And it is um, a very powerful and emotive sort of song, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's funny that it even made it onto the record, to be honest. we um, I'd written it as kind of almost like this personal pep talk um, and, and like, you know, obviously to honour the, you know, the fierce women in my life. I grew up mm. on a farm in western New South Wales and um, I've always been surrounded by these women that have just been so capable and resilient and, you know, generous and hardworking and I just wanted to kind of like a little nod to them and... Um, but then I wasn't even going to put it on the record and we got to kind of, we'd, we'd lay down the beds for all of the songs and we're just about to, you know, get to the, to the drums and, um, Dan, my husband was like, just track it down, just put it in. And I was like, it's not quite finished. He goes, don't worry about it. Just put it down and we'll, we'll work on it. And then I'm so glad I did because it's one of my favorites now. And, um, yeah, the clip comes out next week, which is, um, I've, we went out and filmed, uh, like farming women from this area, the upper Murray where I live in the snowy mountains and, um, yeah, it's really beautiful, and I'm pretty pumped to get it out. So, yeah. No, that's going to be an excellent uh, song, and I can't wait for everyone to um, watch the music video. I've got to ask you, I'm sure you've been asked this question a lot, um, Pete in the Pool. <laughs> that is um, a unique song on any spectrum. Country artists take it to a whole new level. <laughs> got to ask why. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Because <laughs> I reckon I could hazard a guess and just say Pretty much everyone's paid in the pool at some point, and if you yeah. haven't, or if you reckon you haven't, you're lying. <laughs> um, look, the whole song is just like it's confessional, and like it's just was a song where I was writing, it and I just wanted to be as honest as I can, and this, that was one of the things. And I was like, well, it's true. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, I just tried to be as honest as I can, and um, that's what happened with the song. It just came out that way, and. Look, I hadn't planned on calling it Pete in the Pool, but whenever we'd be referring to that song, that's what people were calling it, and we were like, okay, that's just what it's called. Right, okay, because that one's a curveball and a half, actually. I mean, you, you get all these wonderful country songs, and they're like, Pete in the Pool. Huh, okay. <laughs> How's that to perform? Just I just bring in a little left field. <laughs> I'm waiting for people to sing that at a live show, actually. 
at the top they of their lungs. Actually, we, they've been on the last Country Hills tour because um, we released it just to DSPs um, last end of October last year, and then we were on the Country Hills tour, and it was so funny when people started singing it back to us. I just loved it so much, and so yeah, it's a good time. That would have been a fun time. Obviously, the album uh, for you is a very honest album. I can tell. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Has that always been part of your um, songwriting process is to be real authentic as an artist? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like, I think songs can be anything and it doesn't, as long as your intention is along those lines, that's fine. But for me, being, like, honesty has really come to the forefront. I want to try and, like, it's like being honest to myself first and then honest to other people. And I think if you can you can do that, for me, I've found that people have really connected with the songs because they're like, oh, my God, me too. <laughs> and I just, I think that I would be doing myself and others a disservice if I was doing otherwise. Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of artists um, try and do, but I think you've done that perfectly. Is you've mixed that sort of um, honesty, but, you know, real honesty. You know, I, I don't want to say poking fun at yourself, but also not taking yourself... Nah. Okay, cool. if you want to say that, cool, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah you I'm were. Fine with that. Yeah, I it, think I think that's kind of the Aussie way, really. Yeah. You gotta, you just gotta embrace it. Yeah, but that, you don't hear that much in songs, though. I mean, you take it to that extra level. <laughs> yeah, just took it to the next level, didn't I? <laughs> and for you, what, what? On a personal note, obviously, you're gonna say every song is your favorite off the album. But if you had to pick one song off the album, which is your favorite? Yeah, you're right. I would say they're all like little, they're like my children. Um, I think, oh, God, um, that changes all the time. I'm going to say right now uh, Fallow, which is the um, okay. title track of the record, yeah. um, on, a, on a more serious kind of slant. Um, yeah, it's just I love the production. I love how, you know, Matt helps the vision come alive, Matt Fell, who produced it. Um, yeah. And it features my brother Tom, who sings vocals on it, and um, it just, it just, I don't know, it, it really feels like it connects for me, that one. Um, and, but yeah, look, I love them all. Like, I love, there's like the horn section in Dig, we've got like trumpets and trombones and stuff, and that's just like super fun. Um, you know, I love Fierce, I love, oh, I love them all. No, obviously <laughs> you don't love them all, because that's why you made an album out of it. And it's one of those things that, most artists actually are fairly similar. You all say, yeah, every song's your favourite. I'm like, really? Surely it's like one that you love the most, obviously. It's got to be that. Yeah, but I think you love them for different reasons. You do, like, yeah, because you're always... You know, sometimes there's ones that you'll have at a certain, certain times you like will be a favourite to perform, but then there's other ones that are like, they have a more personal reason that they're your favourite or like a quieter reason that, you know, or you love, like I love, you know, instrumentation in one bit or I love the lyrics in another bit, you know, so I think all for different reasons. Yeah, I can guess that Pete and the Paul is probably your favourite to sing alive. I just have Yeah, that. it's super fun. <laughs> but that's the thing, you want to be super fun and you seem like just a super fun person, doesn't take themselves seriously. Um, have you actually ever read the reviews of your album? Because they're quite funny. Uh, I don't stick to them too much just because, you know, can't take everything too seriously. But, um, yes, yeah, they are pretty funny. <laughs> they are pretty funny. I'm, I mean, that's the, 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 the larrikin is one of them. But, no, that the the whole album, though, I mean, top to bottom, is, is absolutely fantastic. And kicks off, obviously, with the Mountain Song, um, which I wanted to finish off with because it's actually just a 1 minute and 56 second song. It's not like a mini intro. What's the story behind that to start off this, the album like that? Yeah, um, definitely another favourite, um, for sure. I um, Because this whole album was very, like, you know, I wrote it here in the mountains 
where I live. And yeah. um, I was very inspired by this place and kind of the magic of the mountains. And I was just, you know, and then we recorded it here in a stone hut, which is just near our, like, just near our house and, um, you know, Mount Felt and then Corbett came down from Sydney and we set up there. And, and so we, we, I really tried to capture the essence of this area. And so I wanted to the record to open something that kind of like brought you into the valley, it like brought you into this space. And if you do listen to the record from top to the bottom, this happens. So, and so we have a reprise at the very end, which is kind of like an echo of the, the first song. It doesn't have the, um, the vocals, it just is the instrumental part. So I kind of wanted to bookend the album with kind of this theme that kind of brought you into the space and made you feel like you're in a valley. No, I think you definitely did, and um, I think that album, for anyone who hasn't bought it, is completely silly. So thank you, Fanny, so much for joining me this morning, and good luck with everything. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I get to see you in 2021. Yes, indeed. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. Bye. Bye.